Hey, mama. So one of the challenges that comes with being a mompreneur is that we will face business failures, whether it's a failed launch or an offer that hasn't generated any sales. Business failures happen to even the best of us. Today, I sit down to chat with Danielle Andrews about her experience with business failures and how she overcame them. Danielle owns her own real estate business, Realty One Group Next Generation, becoming the first Black female Realty One Group franchise owner in Florida. Through this business, Danielle and the agents in her office have been able to successfully help many local families achieve their home ownership goals. She is also a loving wife and mom to a handsome baby boy. Danielle's story is such an encouragement and her tips for overcoming business failures are so helpful. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds and let's dive in. All right, today on the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast, I am sitting down to chat with Danielle Andrews, and we are actually re-recording this because we had technical difficulties the first time, Uh, so hopefully all goes well this time, but Danielle, welcome back to the show. Please tell us who you are, what you do, and all about your business. Hey, I am glad to be back. I didn't know it would be so soon, but glad to be back and um, share with you all. So I am Danielle Andrews. Thank you again for the in- introduction and just invitation to be on. I am the broker and owner of Realty One Group Next Generation based in Tallahassee, Florida. And we are a real estate sales brokerage focusing on residential real estate, but also within investment development and commercial aspects of real estate as well. Awesome. And then tell us about your family too. Yes, I have been married for the last three years. My husband, Daguerrean, and we um, also live in Tallahassee. And then we have a two-year-old son, Omri, um, who just turned two just a couple weeks ago at the end of May. And um, so we all live here in Tallahassee. All right. So tell us about your mompreneur journey. So where you started and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I didn't always think I would be an entrepreneur. I knew growing up, I wanted to be a mom one day, but definitely if you were asking little me, um, I don't think that I would have ever indicated that I would own a business. I would have kind of thought I was charting through more of like the corporate world and being a leader in that space and not 
charting my own path and um, starting my own business. So that is interesting um, how that plays out because I didn't set my sights on entrepreneurship. I really fell into it um, when I was actually teaching um, in Orlando in 2016. That's when I got my real estate license. So in between the previous school year, that summer, I was working on my courses, my course, excuse me, and making sure, you know, I did everything I needed to get licensed. Um, and then somewhere towards the beginning of that school year, like a September, October, I finally passed the exam on the first try, which is a huge feat in the state of Florida and uh, got licensed. And so at that time I joined um, a brokerage. And to me, what was most important was because I was teaching, I wanted somewhere that had a virtual learning and training space that I could, you know, attend flexibly. Like, so those days off and teacher planning days, weekends, evenings, things like that, where I didn't have to be there during the day. Um, and so it was great. Those first few years in Orlando, um, I did a lot of rentals, a few sales, nothing crazy. I only stepped into real estate really to have some money for the summer. It was supposed to be like a side hustle kind of just, you know, secondary stream of income. It was not intended to ever um, be full-time work or I didn't even know I was passionate about it. Moved to Tallahassee in the summer of 2018. And I kind of just had this, I don't even know, it clearly had to be God because I don't even know where it came from, this like rejuvenation and, you know, like epiphany. Why aren't you giving real estate more time and energy and effort? You like helping people and, you know, you enjoyed the transactions. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I'm not. So I really started intentionally focusing on real estate, getting as much knowledge as I could and being uh, positioning myself to expert, building relationships with um, past clients um, and other you know folks to help grow my business. And things really just took off um, like wildfire really for me. And so, you know, the market helped my genuine um, desire to help people the ability to build relationships, I, my networking skills and knowing a lot of people, all of those things kind of balled together really helped formulate um, success and moved me on the course to now. Um, as of 2022, I opened my own brokerage. And so even that came a little faster than I expected. So it's been a very interesting journey. Yeah, that's an amazing journey. And I think for probably a lot of us, we don't imagine that we would, you know, start our own businesses and everything. Um, and even for me, like I look back on my childhood and I saw that I had like some of the characteristics of like an entrepreneur and everything. So like, I remember as a kid, we had like a store um, where we were selling stuff that the school bought, but I started making bracelets and selling those at the store and I was like, oh, I did have like a little entrepreneur in me as a kid and everything. So yes. I'm curious for you, like, if you think back on your childhood, did you like have any moments like that? Oh my goodness. Yes. So, so funny about the school store. I was literally like buying. So our school didn't allow us to chew gum in middle school. I would buy gum and like sell the individual pieces to classmates. So I'm like literally <laughs> like hustling bubblegum in middle school. It's crazy. And so, you know, and then I've always just been a natural um, leader, you know, stepping into leadership position. So thinking um, around the like creativity skills and, 
you know, uh, even back to my Girl Scout days, I loved a good competition, loved I, selling things. I didn't mind asking people, you know, for a donation or for their support and things like that. And then I was just always so involved in different things where I got to meet and interact with so many different types of people. And, and honestly, actually, some of the folks from middle and high school have actually been clients, whether I've been able to refer them in locations that they live or work with them directly. And then same thing with college. So my, you know, when people talk about you don't need a degree to be an entrepreneur, yes, factually that is true. But my educational network has not only given me, you know, different thought process and skills and things and to have, yes, a fallback plan and things of that sort, but the people that you meet along the way, the different learning opportunities that I had, my folks in gospel choir that I met in college and some of my best friends to this day, and again, opportunities for future business um, connections and things. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, Yeah, I think we don't always think about like that networking aspect. So like, that's amazing for you. You started developing those skills like early on. Um, But yeah, like, sometimes, you know, when you do go the entrepreneur route, you can feel like, man, I wasted my time going to college, but not necessarily like even for me, because my background is child development. And I've been able to use that in my business, whether I'm supporting other educators who are podcasters or working with mom entrepreneurs in general, like that child development background, I've been able to support my clients in different ways. So yes, yes. don't just discredit your degree. <laughs> and Absolutely. And you know, what's funny too, is e- even if, you know, I think we were so ingrained that college and things, that training is for our career, but all of the other unintended benefits and things and exposure you get in college um, were really, I would say, why I ended up going and why it was, uh, as I look back over my life, why God still had me go there, even knowing I was going to end up being an entrepreneur. Like if it wasn't for me going off to get my master's in education, I wouldn't have met my husband because um, I was in undergrad at UCF in Orlando. I came to grad school at Florida State in Tallahassee. And so while I was in grad school, I was working as a teacher and so was my husband. And so we were right in the same hallway. He was teaching, his class was actually right next to mine the first year. He was teaching language arts, uh, middle school language arts. I was teaching middle school social studies and things like that. And so, and one of the people I would say who was kind of like one of my final encouragers, like, okay, this is like the 15th time I've heard go to real estate school. I also met while teaching. So, I mean, I would say that there were a lot of other reasons in my life why definitely that educational journey was where it was. Now, the student loans for grad schools, a whole different story. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, so tell us what business failures have you faced during your mompreneur journey? Oh, gosh. You know, it's like that big gulp because old me would have been like, I don't want to admit to any failures. You know, people kind of have to see me really in this perfect light. And now me going through my healing journey and continuing um, to grow and learn more about myself and my responses through therapy. I'm like, yes, let's talk about the failures because they I've learned so much behind them. And I would say, you know, one one thing we hear often is not having to be superwoman and feeling to do it like we have to do it all and not asking for help. That was one of my biggest failures, right? That 
lack of communication, kind of keeping everything in my head, feeling like, you know, either people will think less of me or that I don't know what I'm doing if I ask for help or that I have to do everything in every role, not just in business, as a wife, as a mom, and in the different hats I wear in the community. And when I was closed off to letting people in, um, even just in like the creative spaces and ideas, even down to simple things like, hey, babe, can you help me think of a name for XYZ project? This is what I'm trying to do, you know, blah, 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 blah. Not asking for other insight and opinion. For me, that led to a significant amount of stress in the real estate industry. And I'd say really in uh, anything that kind of is client services, like professional services, and also mixed with a little bit of social work, right? <laughs> to a degree, but with help helping people um, with such a large purchase, their different um, challenges and things, it can be easy to take those on. And I was doing all of that. So their problems were becoming my problems and things like my client could have been all of a sudden going through a divorce. And I'm like, Oh Lord, like, you know, like it's happening to me. And so as much as I still love and care about my clients, I've learned to detach and separate from that and keep work with work and home with home, as well as now how to balance and incorporate. It's totally okay to ask for help, whether that's leveraging home tasks, like having someone clean, right? Or cut the yard or, you know, whatever other responsibilities may be um, hindering you having a work-life balance and things of that sort on top of administrative help and things like that. The power of interns, everything doesn't even have to be yes. paid and things like that. So that was, those are my biggest failures that turned into some very strong learning lessons. I love that. And we as moms, we all struggle with that asking for help. I honestly feel like that is our last resort. Like we literally have to be to our breaking point. We're like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to ask for some help. Yes. And so I love that you shared that because that was something I had to learn, really learning how to lean on my husband. And so um, when we went from being, you know, parents of one to having two kids, I really had to tap into that. And so I told my husband, like, you're responsible for dinner. You're doing nighttime routine. (laughs) And so he does it and he does it well. He has a good system down. And so it takes the load off of me. But even in my business, he's like really supportive because it's it's just us two. We don't um, have like a lot of family support out here. And so, you know, I have restructured things in my business where now I'm doing like more of my calls on the weekends because that's when he's home and he can take the kids. And so even that, just us working together, looking at each other's schedule, you know, so that way I'm getting that support in my business and just being able to talk to him about different things in my business and, you know, share the highs and the lows and all of that. And so, yes, asking for help, like, leaning on your spouse, if you have that, or if you have like, you know, close friends, family, like just finding that support, that village that can really be there to help you. Absolutely. Um, You know, when you're in a corporate space, it's so easy. You know, we all have a work friend or some coworkers Mm -hmm. or things and you just go, can you believe so-and-so did that? It's difficult as an entrepreneur because you don't per se have that outside of, you know, just your family circle and friends. And so, Also, it's important to find 
find that. I have a realtor friend who like a lot of what we talk about and we've shared different, you know, personal experiences, but we don't often like meet up for drinks or go play in the movies and things like that. And I think we very well could, but we've realized that our role with each other really is girl, let me tell you or vent and just have that be- because we have that shared connection as black women in real estate and in the same local market and things like that. And actually through those little discussions, we've realized some clients who've tried to bounce back and forth between us, oh, and, wow. you know, not be so truthful, but I do, I think instead of just accepting and silence, Oh, we don't really have that as an entrepreneur. You should look to create that because it is very healthy. Like to, you know, have those vent sessions just like you would swing by coworkers office or cubicle, you know, in the corporate world. Yes, I absolutely agree. Like, again, the power of networking, you can find your business bestie, you know, that person that you can share all of that with, and they're going to get it because they're doing it too. They're in the thick of it too. So yes, that is really important. Um, So, you know, you shared about like, you know, the failure with like not asking for help and everything. And, um, I know you shared like, you know, you realized you needed to start asking for help, but like what really motivated you to like work through that and find, you know, whether it's the courage or maybe even just getting over pride or whatever, like what motivated you to start asking for help? My family pretty much having an intervention, like you are not the same. Um, and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not the same. I'm like I'm doing this. I'm here for this. I'm my husband's like, we're sitting here watching a simple movie. You're not paying attention or you're so exhausted. You know, you're falling asleep, but just your joy isn't, you know, there. And I am known for being a very like bubbly person, laughs and things like that. So for anyone to say that my joy and happiness isn't there. I'm like, wait, whoa, that's a big red flag for me. And I didn't realize how pretty much agreeing to so much, taking so many things on, not leveraging things out, keeping a lot in my head and not having proper systems in place had really just completely worn me down. I didn't necessarily feel weary, but it was doing that. And because I was so, I was in the negative with how much I was putting out and not putting anything back in with self-care. And so now I was a wonderful entrepreneur, but a horrible wife and mom really, right? Like, and it seemed great, like, but I was just more so scratching the surface, maybe level one mom for what I really should and could be doing. Um, And so to me, you know, to be so strong in one area and lacking in any other in, in areas such as important as your family. And here we are with, um, my son is two now, right? But at that time he was, uh, I don't know, somewhere between six months to a year or so, right? So very early on stages. And thankfully he probably won't remember mom not being as present, <laughs> but, you know, I really had to heed that and be like, okay. So, there was when my husband and I, we sat down and we talked through, you know, how, what, what changes could be made. Um, and that is where I needed to definitely get in therapy for one and look at why was I feeling the need, like where my character and personality, like, could I make improvements and being more assertive and just different things, but also, um, to talk to myself and say like every great idea that you have as an entrepreneur doesn't necessarily mean now is the time. 
It's okay for that to be a 2024 idea and project or that you are the one to necessarily spearhead and champion and things of that sort. And so I to really learn that, but it was through their advocacy really for me, like for a wake up call and intervention, like husband, mom, my mom and dad that are also very close to me, like, Hey, this is not the same Danielle we're used to seeing. We are pretty concerned. You're, you're not sleeping much or you're falling asleep right on the couch in front of your laptop, sleeping for two or three hours and moving. You're not really eating, you know, and things like that. Or when you do eat, you know, your first meal day is like pigging out because you haven't eaten all day. So these are just things that were really causing me, um, you know, to have a poor quality of life, gaining weight and, and just things that I wasn't realizing were happening um, rapidly. Mm. I love that your family is so supportive like that and that they know you well enough to be like, hey, this is not the Danielle we know. <laughs> Let's uh, intervene. So that is amazing. And your story, it's the definition of failing forward. And so for you, how would you define failing forward? And what does that look like as a mompreneur? Yeah. So I think you really have to look at the situation, like what's the best that can happen, right? The absolute best case scenario. And what's the worst that can happen? Absolute worst case scenario. Where's the common ground really between them because in the best case and in the worst case, there is still common ground, right? And in any situation, um, a lot of times, whatever is most important to you in life. So in my case, in family, no matter what the best case is and no matter what the worst case is, that common ground for me was uh, my family, making sure I spent that quality time with them and making sure that was protected. Because if I'm going to be the world's greatest entrepreneur in best case scenario, this turns great. Or if I'm going to be the world's worst entrepreneur and it was a huge failure and I fell flat on my face and didn't fail forward, right? Family was constant, was still going to be there. And so spending that time was important. And so in failing forward, I think being able to examine your key learning lessons and how you can apply those to to better yourself. So what were those lessons that you can take away to help avoid situations like this in the future, right? Um, Or what red flags were there along the way that you ignored and why did you ignore them? Um, What changes can be made in my life, in business, so that way I'm positioning myself in a stronger manner to, again, avoid these types of circumstances? Do I need a mentor, a coach? Like what, what do I need to do um, to help avoid this? What perspective and mindset shifts do I need to have? What things should I be reading? And what activities in my own life, going back to that self-care piece, did I stop doing that also helped contribute to it? So failing forward, I definitely think um, um, when I was in the education and training space, we used to do um, AARs after action reviews. And so I think to fail forward, it, you have to have an AAR with yourself, right? At least looking at everything and what what did you learn? And so um, one of the things I do now is I wake up earlier, which seems funny because we're talking about sleep, but um, I wake up earlier so I can have time dedicated to myself. And so I'm reading my devotional and centering myself back with in my spiritual journey with the Lord because I was also not going to church as much and things. And so I thought everything was fine. Oh, I'm tired. Then we're watching virtually. We're doing this, you know, again, real surface. Um, you know, I've gotten back to reading. Um, I love audiobooks. So, 
you'll often hear that, um, watching some devotionals and doing, you know, uh, study guides and like interactive opportunities to stop and reflect along the way. So I spent about an hour each morning doing that. And in order to do that, I had to wake up earlier. That came from um, my failures and saying like, wait, whoa, you can do that. You don't have to wake up at seven o'clock every morning. That's a luxury, right? You have the ability to wake up a little earlier, you know, at 530 and do these different things. So failing forward to me is certainly pulling and extracting those key um, takeaways from an experience and looking at how you can modify and grow. Um, so this way, again, when you do fail again, um, it'll be in a different way, something else that you've grown, you know, so much and it's presented a new challenge. I love that. That's such an amazing perspective and I can completely relate. I have to start my morning spending that time with the Lord and everything. So like you, I get up a little bit earlier before the kids get up. Uh, just so I can start my day off right and everything. So I love that. And thank you for sharing that. So as we wrap up, um, what advice do you have for the mompreneur who feels like she's failing in her business? And I've been seeing this a lot online and just even talking to a lot of different business owners that I know, like they feel like they're failing. They're not, you know, reaching those goals, you know, sales are slow. So like, what advice do you have for that mom who's currently feeling that way? To be willing to embrace it. Um, I would say that I'm an even better businesswoman because of that crash and burn that I had. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there was a lot of insecurity that I faced and self-doubt and like not being able to forgive myself at first and things I had to let go. Right. But be willing to embrace it because that acknowledgement and acceptance is the first key to growing. Right. Um, Being afraid of failure, which I was for so long, always having been a high achiever, achieving a lot of success young um, and things like that. I I really was afraid of failure. It was framed as this like horrible thing. Right. Like my reputation or this or that. And people, people, you know, people are going to talk either way when you're successful, when you're failing, whatever, when you're stationary. So let that go, like cast out the opinions of other people, you know, draw in and lean on on those who are closest to you. And, you know, when we accept that and willing to embrace that failure and let whatever is meant to happen, it will, no matter how hard we, we try, we might've maybe stopped it for that 24 hours, but it's coming back tomorrow in a different way. Think about how, powerful of a story you will have for your children. Right? We're thinking in the mompreneur space. So not only for yourself and the lessons that you'll learn um, failing forward, but how much of a champion and true superhero we are for our children um, by showing our resilience and strength in being able to overcome X, Y, Z. And sometimes, you know, that we may have to be willing to let whatever business um, it was go. Sometimes businesses do have to close, right? Or they have to be paused temporarily, restructured, rebranded, franchised, repackaged, kind of, and, you know, new and improved, right? And, and that's okay too. I, we have to get over this, um, mindset that going back to it has to all be done ourselves, right? Um, sometimes that failure there is in place to help us restructure our business and give it the foundation that it needs with the various partners or funding sources or, you know, whatever it is that's needed to help propel it forward. And we can really be standing in the way of our own growth as a uh, mompreneur, as a wife, as, 
you know, any other roles by not being willing to embrace that failure. So be willing to allow it to happen and know that you are not a failure, right? This failed, but you are not a failure. Don't attach yourself to it. And I think once we kind of do both of those things, it allows uh, us to kind of loosen up, <laughs> lower those shoulders back and be more willing to accept that failure in our life. And that change is coming. Mm, I absolutely love that and can relate a hundred percent to that. Um, the start of this year business-wise was really, really rough for me. And now that I can like look back on it and <laughs> things are better, I realized like God was trying to get my attention because he wanted me to pivot. He wanted me to move into more of a coaching role. And like, I just kept resisting it because I did not see myself as a coach. And even though I had a lot of people telling me I would make a good coach, I had a lot of my clients like tell me like, oh, you're the first coach that I've worked with. I'm like, I'm not a coach, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, yeah. And it's like, I had to stop, put out like, all the noise going on around me and really lean into God and hear from him. And literally when I made that pivot, I had like, like this month has been one of my highest sales month and the month is not even over yet, but I had to stop and really like get off of that. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm failing. My business is failing, but stop and really look at like, okay, what is God trying to speak to me right now? What does he want me to do? And a lot of times what we're most resistant to, that is what he wants us to do. And so really just leaning into that. And so I would say this for the mompreneur who is feeling like that, like stop and really look at like, is there something that you're resisting? Something that maybe mm -hmm. you've had on your heart, but you just think that you don't have the skills, you don't have the ability to do it. And really like, look at that and see if that's what, how you need to pivot, how you need to change and sometimes it's just like making that the smallest little shift, but it'll make like the hugest difference in your business. Yes. So yes. yeah, I, I love everything you said about that. Cause it's, it's so true. It's like, it just means like change is coming and you need to lean into it. So absolutely. Yeah, it, it really does. It never fits every single time. Um, and there's a book called who moved my cheese. It is the quickest read in the world. You can probably finish it in about, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, and it's on, you know, that change management. It's so good for entrepreneurs, um, at traditional W2 employee style, um, because we're all experiencing change and especially coming into a post COVID world. Like mm -hmm. it was weird for me to accept the fact that Walmart isn't 24 hours anymore. Like I know. <laughs> And <laughs> even down to like CVS, Walgreens, they are they also aren't. Um, and then some of them I know weren't always twenty four seven. They would like close at twelve and open yeah. like five six in the morning. I'm like, what do you mean CVS is opening at eight o'clock? Like every other business now. And so that kind of changed up sometimes when I'm running late for a few items my son needs for daycare. So just that everything in life changes constant. And so uh, if any of you do get a chance to read that book, super short, easy read and a great way to really uh, help examine um, how you respond to change in your life. 
Thank you for sharing that. I wrote it down and I'm going to make sure to include it in the show notes as well as get myself a copy. Um, But yeah, it's so true. Um, Well, as we wrap up, I want to know what your number one mompreneur hack is. Oh my goodness. Okay. And this is so funny. I'm actually glad we were re-recording because just yesterday she released a new song and I was in the kitchen like, ooh. So I am totally not afraid to let Gracie's Corner and, you know, Coco Melon. I know people have their different opinions on Coco Melon and things, but like those types of shows, Karma's World, those Miss Miss um Miss Rachel and and the new lady and I forget her name, Circle Time, Miss Monica. All, all of those different things, YouTube, love to let them help babysit Omri. You know, if I have a, a quick meeting sometimes and like my husband and I schedule just conflicts and sometimes we both have meetings at seven o'clock this evening. So doing what we need to do and they they just help and raise, raise Omri for a bit. Love them. And, you know, Miss Grace, Gracie has a new bop with Miss Frida and um, yeah. <laughs> Big Frida. Oh my goodness. It's, it, I love it. Love it. Love it. So that is probably one of my biggest hacks. It's just u- utilizing them as an in-home kind of second babysitter sometimes. Yes, I agree. Um, we are big on Miss Rachel and um, Gracie's Corner. And then we recently got into um, Saddleback Kids. They have like a toddler, but like explaining the Bible, Bible stories and different things like that. that. Yeah. Both of my kids, like they're one in three, but they both love it. They say engage. And so they're learning about the Lord and everything. But yes, we are big on YouTube in here. Um, Yeah. Yes. I'm going to have to show that to Omri today, but I love it. So yes. 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 So thank you for sharing that hack. Well, thank you so much for coming on, re-recording with me. Um, But before we hop off, let my audience know where they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Yeah, so I'm on Facebook, Danielle Andrews, our company, ROG, Next Generation. Those are our Facebook profiles for myself and company. And then we're also on Instagram at ROG, Next Generation. And I'm Danielle underscore Iman, which is my middle name. So that's I am a N would love to connect with you on any of those platforms. Please feel free to DM me. I love engaging with stories. I love like just talking to random people. My husband's like, do you even know these people? No, but I, I really enjoy like connections. So please feel free to follow and engage. All right. Well, thank you again so much for just sharing your wisdom and just sharing your story and your failures and how you overcame them. Um, I truly appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. No problem. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.